Seen by millions when it was first shown on UK peak time television in 1973, since then seen continuously across the world. Coordinated strike. Welcome to Coordinated Strike, your The Other Side podcast. As always, I'm your host, Joe, and tonight we have a first in uh, Coordinated Strike history. We have a co-host. Hello, this is Al. Uh, well, welcome, Al. Al is uh, my regular opponent, as well as one of the co-hosts of a well-known Malifaux podcast. Do you want to plug your podcast? I don't know how well-known it is anymore since we haven't recorded in a year, but uh, Mistakes Were Made podcast. It's still up there. You can listen to the back catalog for free on any podcast provider. Excellent, excellent. All right, but tonight we didn't play Malifaux. We played a game of the other side and another first for Coordinated Strike. Uh, we are doing our first post-match report. Um, I had a fancier name for this that I can't remember. (laughs) (laughs) So Joe edits it in later. If he's that ambitious. (laughs) You really haven't listened to the show, have you? No, I've listened to a few episodes here and there, Joe. Fantastic. All right. Probably one of your first three subscribers, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. So we played uh, a game tonight. We played a starter box game. Uh, I played the forces of the cult of the Burning Man. And I played King's Empire. So in the starter box for the Burning Man, you're going to get Adioptos, who is their commander. Uh, You'll get two units of the Warped and a unit of Stalking Portals. And so that's what I played today. In the King's Empire box, you get Charles Edmonton. Two units of Royal Rifle Corps and a unit of Infiltrators. Um, to fill out my upgrades, commanders can take two upgrades. So I took uh, Hovering Portal and a Memory Stirs, uh, which is Adioptos's, uh specific commander upgrade. I had Charles's Stoic Demeanor, uh, along with his Military Assistant, which is the generic for the faction. Uh, Legions, sorry. So, as is uh, customary in a game of the other side, we began the game by flipping to see not only who goes first, but that flip also determines uh, the objective that you're fighting and the deployment. So, our our objective today... Was supply cash. And our deployment today was confrontation. And confrontation is basically... Uh, a 12-inch deployment zone for each player on opposite sides of the board. The rules for supply cache are you place markers after deploying uh, on your half of the board. You get points for the markers on your half of the board. You get points for removing markers from your opponent's half of the board. And as always, you get points for killing commanders. Yep. So that's supply cache. I was the attacker in the game, which meant I placed first. Uh, not going to go into too much detail on deployment and board position because this is an audio format uh, experience. But Joe's got some pictures, so I don't know if he's going to post those somewhere. 
But uh, just so you guys know, I deployed my rifle core in the center directly between two big mountains. Uh, the infiltrators get to deploy later because they uh, have a special rule that lets them pop up after everything else is gone. And then uh, Joe deployed, uh, Charles just went with the rifle core. And then Joe deployed uh, on the other side of the table, as is customary. All right, so on the other side of the table, uh, my board position kind of had two big pieces of blocking terrain, and there was a big blocking hill in the center. So I set up my deployment further back in my zone because he has very long-range guns. I don't really have long-range guns, and I have the advantage of being able to jump to portal markers. So I set up basically in in almost a W formation. So I had one unit of warped on my left flank, uh, mostly blocked by a big piece of terrain, and then they butted up against one of the fire teams of my stalking portals. Offset a little bit on the other side was my other fire team of stalking portals, and then almost identical in reverse uh, was another unit of warp touching that other fire team of... uh, of stalking portals and then touching the stalking portals and right next to uh, a unit of warped on my right hand side uh, Al's left flank my right flank uh, I put down Adioptos. Uh after we did that I dropped the infiltrators right behind that giant piece of blocking terrain that was in the center that Joe mentioned uh, in hopes of making them jump out and grab a marker real quick turn one or just setting them up to be annoying turn forever because they're infiltrators for marker orientation uh, my markers were placed about five inches one marker was placed about five inches in front of my right half uh, deployment zone the other one was placed about two inches in front of my right half deployment zone al placed both of his about an inch back of his deployment line about nine inches apart toward the center right in the teeth of my rifle core yeah so he, he imposed a very um Strong defense. Very strong defensive front. Um, for my portal placement, I put one about six inches away from his objective um, between the forest and a piece of blocking terrain uh, right in his left flank, not in his deployment zone, but just about five inches in front of it. Uh, I had another portal marker that I placed about mid-range of the board, still on my half of the table, uh, but about mid on the board, just in front of my uh, my objective. Uh, I had another one behind the big blocking piece of terrain opposite his, uh, in the center opposite his fire team, or uh, his fire teams of infiltrators. And then in his deployment zone by the mountain, base of the mountain, I put uh, my last portal marker because I get four when I play Adioptos as Cult of Burning Man. Otherwise, you normally just get three. Nice. Uh, I don't, my, I guess, so that was the deployment. Uh, going into turn one, my sort of thoughts and strategy for the game were to get up, get the rifle core just in range, uh, shoot as much as possible before he closes the gap using the portals to try and get as many units glorious as I can as quick as possible. Joe placed his markers after the infiltrators went down so I couldn't get that early turn one, jump out and grab a point or and remove a marker. So uh, they just sort of hunkered down. They moved up a little bit to threaten it the next turn and sort of force engagement uh, and to get them in range of their pistols. So that was kind of what I was thinking turn one. 
Um, from my perspective, turn one, again, I wanted to, to keep out of the range of uh, Al's guns as long as possible and then make the melee uh, occur. So what I was going to do was take one of the warped units, jump them through uh, the portal into the portal marker closest to the rifle core on his left, his my his left, my his right, my left, um, by the forest in that. Utilize the ability of the uh, the warp to go ahead and jump to a portal mark or to jump to an enemy unit with the essence of existence trigger, and then place all of the remaining fire teams, including that one, in base contact with that enemy unit as a whole, not just that fire team. Uh, so that I could get in melee right away, start weakening his uh, his rifle core. So I just let rifle core shoot me. Um, basically, Cult of the Burning Man can't fight fair, and so I was I wasn't planning for a fair fight. I was planning for quick, decisive fight, and then kind of push and pull my guys all around. Uh, and that was that was the model that I was going for throughout the game was just try and try and keep the engagement on my terms. Yeah, I. Uh... That's that's the best way to fight those rifle core by far is to get up in their face before they can glory because once they glory they don't really care as much they have a nice ability on the back side of their card it says basically you can shoot even if you're engaged just like it's just without any penalty uh, so that was my main focus turn one was just shooting as much as possible I managed to glory one of my rifle core uh, by taking out a stalking portal uh, that was the big uh, big thing on turn one for me, Joe did a lot of damage to the same rifle core though with his warped attack and Eddie Eptos moving forward. Uh, the infiltrators took a few pot shots, didn't really do much, but turn one actually pretty eventful in this game as per usual. Yeah, so to kind of go over my turn one a little bit, on that left flank indeed, um, I jumped through the portals. I was able to glory the unit because I focused effort, began in base contact with the the stalking portal, which counts as a portal marker, jumped through the portal marker, used Adioptus' upgrade that says uh, once per turn a unit that goes through a portal marker gets to gain a shaken token and a reinforcement token if it or gets to gain a reinforcement token and a shaken token if it chooses. That's the hovering portal upgrade. Um, because they now had two shaken tokens on them when they landed, they gloried. Uh, I then attempted twice to jump to the Royal Rifle Corps unit on that left flank. Failed both times because Al very adeptly utilized my shaken tokens against me that I just used to glory. And then with my last um, gasp, uh, I went ahead and then jumped the entire unit with the Essence of Existence over into the infiltrators that had moved to threaten my marker to kind of protect it. Uh so I did that, and then on the, the right flank, Al had rushed over his uh, his other Royal Rifle Corps, took some pot shots, ended up killing off a fire team of my Skulkers, um, or Stalkers. Stocking portals. portals. Stocking portals. Um, on that flank, I went ahead, uh, jumped into those Rifle Corps, uh, through Coordinated Strike, jumped out of Optos over, took some shots, then jumped the uh, the rifle corps over to to him and uh, started to uh, chop them up a little bit with my uh, with my claws. So we were pretty heavily engaged at the end of turn one. One of my rifle corps units was not was in the back a little bit to itself. Charles was actually up uh, 
engaged by some warped and everything else. You know, I just had those those two fire teams out of one unit that were unengaged, just which is a great way to play against uh, King's Empire. Uh, my portals had re- had focused effort to reinforce uh, in turn one, so at the start of two, they were able to bring back that fire team base uh, with two guys on it. Uh, I had activation this turn because of the coordinated strike. It, it forced um, Al to be uh, second player in this turn. Uh, that was a moment, that was momentum I was able to keep throughout the game, um, just through timely uh, timely use of coordinated strike. Um, oddly, oddly enough, the the host of this podcast with the same name utilizes that rule a lot. Who would have thought? Uh, in this turn. Or in the previous turn, uh, it is notable that I had taken uh, Deranged Laughter, which is a stratagem. So I paid two of my starting tactics tokens to buy that stratagem, and I had held on to it during, uh, for specifically, this turn. Uh, Turn two, uh, top of that, I bought Capture the Flag for four uh, tactics tokens. And that I didn't use this turn. That's the one that that lets you move a... uh, marker up to five inches if it ends in base with a fire team in your unit you can flip that fire team to glory so i was hoping to set up the infiltrators for some marker shenanigans it didn't happen now but it does come up later spoilers total spoilers so this this turn was crazy i'm going to call this turn portal mania uh because al got to witness one of the craziest portal maneuvers I think I've ever pulled off. Uh, basically what had occurred is early I had activated um, a unit of warped. They had ripped into the Royal Rifle Corps some more. And they left me with, I think, like a fire team with maybe two. two it, I think it was a fire it. team with two guys on it. So I was starting to really dominate that flank. So Al, Al was in a bit of trouble there. And then uh, he had a fairly strong retaliation. Yeah, I, Charles was able to go into the other fire team, the other unit of uh, Rifle Corps, get them to volley fire, then chain into them, getting them to... They didn't rush this turn, but they, they had, I had cards to discard to get to shoot into combat and really beat up the warped to sort of try and uh, prevent some stuff. They, they adjusted position over to help reinforce Charles a little bit. Uh, actually, I think that was turn three. Turn two, turn you, two, you, there was turn a lot two, of you started shooting at I started Adioptos. shooting, but I didn't, yeah, I, I took a lot of, uh, Charles took a shot at Adioptos, and those rifle corps got a few shots at him, along with a few shots at the war. Basically, I was just trying to weaken all of Joe's stuff on the left flank because it was uh, imposing. Was it turn two that you moved your other warped back turn, over? Turn two, I had to jump the other warp over yeah, because did. of what you did. Yeah, in response to me taking uh, an upgrade off Adioptos and beating up on his one unit warp and knocking him down to one fire team, he bounced the other fire team over to that flank to protect uh, his commander, which was what left the infiltrators open for a turn three, getting to uh, capture the fl- actually flip a marker or, or claim a marker and then set them up for turn four for even another marker. So 
the rifle cord doing all that damage really set me up to get a little bit of an advantage for the game. Yeah. Um, I was I was kind of doing a flank shift. I saw an opening on on Al's half of the board that I was kind of making with this rifle core. He had just beat up Adioptos fairly badly, who I definitely need um, to to make the game work. So what I did was I I did a retaliatory shot into Charles. Uh, was able to do a little bit of damage on him with Adioptos. Uh, actually got his trigger off to do some damage to a few fire teams from the uh, from the portals, uh, which was cool. And then what I was able to do is use Adioptos' twisting paths to jump the stalking portals over to Adioptos and then chain into my warp that hadn't activated. Um, this set that warped up to come into the rifle core on the right-hand flank uh, and finish off that unit entirely. Um, yeah, I think that was... was what I, but what I did in doing that was I opened up my backfield to his infiltrators to go ahead and start removing markers. Yeah, uh, turn two and three kind of sort of coalesced into that was Joe started to dominate in terms of models, but I was getting the advantage on points due to the infiltrators and my... Uh, then turn three, getting to use the uh, capture the flag to move a, a marker. Really, that gave me two points from discarding markers and made Joe use a lot of tactics tokens to place markers in order to keep up. Right, and, and in keeping up, um, I ended up feeding Al in turn four a point. Yeah, I got to discard one of his added markers, uh, which was... Uh, which, which in the really which brutal. in the end proves <laughs> proves fairly critical. So at the end of two, Al was up five to four. Um, moving on to turn three, which we've kind of touched on, the game got really bloody. Uh, he eliminated my stalking portals before they got to activate. Yep. You had taken out on turn the end of turn three. You took out my my single fire team of rifle corps was gone by yeah. by before they activated turn three. Uh, Charles took a bunch more shots. Char- Charles took an absolute beating. He passed off some damage to the Rifle Corps and ended up with no upgrades at the end of turn four yeah. left on him. So, uh, But he was still alive and running away. And running away bravely. <laughs> bravely running away. The Infiltrators, after claiming those... Well, I guess we're still on turn four. So it's they, turn they four. claimed the, fourth, the second marker that they would get that turn... Turn four, they were set up. They were gloried at this point due to the upgrade uh, and sort of behind the stalking portals. And then I think turn four is actually where my rifle core uh, killed off those stalking portals. Yes. They uh, attached their uh, point blank shot because they were gloried at this point, and they uh, proceeded to just mow through those portals. Uh, and I wasn't able to do anything to the warped anymore. Like I was just sort of ham fisting on them, but uh, but but getting that unit off the field really helped. Oh, it was it was huge. Um, I was able to in this turn get Adioptos over to the other side of the table, and then he brought over the single remaining base of my other warped that had been beaten up pretty badly. They were able then. To uh, remove one of my go over, to, go over to his marker and remove it, 
and I was for the first time able to gain points on Al in this game. Yeah, I was still down, but yeah, we ended turn four eleven to nine. Eleven nine, and turn three it was nine to six, your favor. Yeah, uh, that was your four point turn. Uh, and then turn five, things got crazy. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, actually, yeah, because I started with the infiltrators, and they were glory at this point, and there was a chance I could go over and set up on turn four to remove one of Joe's cash markers, but instead I decided that defense was really the best option. I was already up on points. Uh, even if he placed it, he needed to remove mine more than I needed to uh, remove his. If I protect, if I just stayed back and played defense, he could only gain three points. I was up by two, and if I played defense well, I would gain two. So he would have had to have a huge swing to catch me. And if I opened myself up and tried to do that, I'd be risking it versus just sort of uh, tucking in and hiding, covering my markers. Uh, but then the infiltrators did crazy stuff. They flipped real good against uh, Joe's commander. They beat him up, made him use his last upgrade to reappear somewhere else on the field and discard it, basically doing a bunch of damage to him, and then murdered his single-fire team of Warped, who was on my my flank on that side. Uh, that left Joe with his commander with no upgrades and his unit of Warped on the far side, not with the commander, but uh, in front with uh, engaged with my rifle core fire teams. Yeah, the uh, support Charles. The warped had uh, had activated to start the turn. Uh, they had walked over, killed the the one fire team that was uh, blocking off the objective from being taken. Uh, the other one, once that once that one fire once that one uh, dude on that fire team was gone, the other fire team spent a spent a token, removed the uh, the marker getting me my fourth point for the turn because I was fairly confident I wasn't going to be able to get to my three uh, markers just based on the, the positioning and, and what would have to happen. Yeah, so at that point, it was looking like a tie game, but I did have Charles and the Rifle Corps left to go. Uh, I wasn't going to be able to get to those markers, especially once uh, the com- Joe's commander bounced over there and was guarding them a little bit. My Rifle Corps were out of range, so my my one play was to go for the kill. Uh, between Charles and the Rifle Corps, I was pretty confident I could do it. I did, I'll admit, misplay this because I should have activated the Rifle Corps first. Oh, wait, I know I did now because I chained into yeah into Charles uh, because I didn't want you to activate uh, Adieptos before he got to go. So I changed into Charles. I let him... Uh, walk away from the warp that were engaging him and take a shot at Joe's commander uh, managed to make it go off him with no way to shirk damage just got shot because that's what Charles does he shoots yep. dudes uh, that gave me two points and basically made it so we both gained three on that last turn right? uh, we both gained four, four yeah. both gained two four to end on a 15 to 13 game in favor of the King's Empire. Yep. What was that? Wait, I should have gained three on that last turn. Because you discarded one of my markers. Yep. Yeah, that was, yeah. But, I mean, it was 14 to 13. So even 14, closer. 13. Because I would have gained two for killing your dude and one for having a marker left. So, yeah, very yep. close game. 
quite a bit of fun. Lots of death. Joe ended the game with one unit on one base. One one model on one base. base. So One nine-point unit on one base. You yeah. had one three-man fire team of a nine-point unit. And, my and commander. your commander on no upgrades. And all of my infiltrators, because that's how they work sometimes. So, going into the game, obviously you were able to come out on top. Do you... Do you think your your base game plan of just kind of shoot worked for you? Uh, it really didn't. I mean, not as well as it can. Uh, really with the King's Empire, that first turn glory, setting up those, those kills for fire teams so that you can get your stuff gloried before you get engaged is really important and I wasn't able to do that. I was able to get one unit to glory, which in a single commander I guess is pretty good, but it it's not what I needed, especially against a team with as much mobility as uh the cult has. Uh it didn't end up in the in the end it ended up being fine. Like I managed to hold out and eventually glory other stuff, but a big part of that was the fact that I got some really good flips from my infiltrators once they were gloried. Uh being able to not spend a bunch of tactics turn one, uh just just suffering through a lot of damage really set it up better than shooting, you know, just playing defensively letting you hit on me without using my tactics so that I could buy that uh, stratagem and get the advantage later really paid off, though. Yeah, that was that was a very solid play. You were set up well on turn two because you had six tokens to my four uh, to start the game, or to start that turn, and it lets you buy a very expensive stratagem that... Uh, really proved game winning in a lot yeah, of ways. Let me get the advantage on I mean and just the threat of it on I think sort of gave you something to think about when you're placing. You know, I it's the I can move a marker five inches. And originally I was thinking I'd move it move one that you had close to the center line, but I wasn't gonna be able to do that. And that would have been even more I mean it would have been Well that would have been devastating. Because de- it's swinging a whole point. You're spending two tactic tokens. I'm spending four early, but I'm getting points out of it from your marker. Uh, it's a two-point swing, but it ended up working out right. The infiltrators being gloried helped out late game. It helped them get a little bit more damage output. Uh, yeah. Well, excellent. Uh, what are kind of your thoughts on the uh, the King's Empire and Burning Man matchup? How do you, how do you see it kind of playing out for for other games? Uh, well, just expanding beyond the, the crew box, I'd say that really Colt could play, could be a big problem for uh, the uh, King's Empire just because of that mobility, the ability to pop up in your face way sooner than you want. The Rifle Corps handle that pretty well because they, they have a good base attack, so when they have to attach bayonets, they're still swinging at a decent amount. And their strength on their attack is good enough that they're going to be able to remove models and get to glory, at which point they don't have any disadvantage being engaged. Uh, a lot of the other King's Empire units, though, don't have point blank when they glory or at all, so they're just kind of stuck. I would say that really you're at a... You're kind of on... You have to play like you're going to be on the back foot versus them. 
you have to be prepared to just be defending. You have to really be smart with your placements because they're gonna they're gonna have the huge advantage of being able to move around you. So where you're at just becomes so much more important. Like turn four, I moved my war, my king my Royal Rifle Corps over to try and protect my marker, and it was not an intentional movement, but I placed in just the right spot where you couldn't even get a base in to get the marker without becoming engaged, and that's the kind of thing that you're going to need to focus on in that matchup more than anything, because they're going to run circles around you. Yeah, the the mobility of Cult is definitely their selling point. Um, I like the fact that they can kind of create... Um, create on the battlefield a mismatch uh, simply because of the mobility so despite the fact that my armor is a little weak uh, that my defense isn't always the best uh, the fact that I can hit where I need to and that I hit very hard and I can bring that force to bear in a, at an appropriate time really makes cult kind of an appealing uh, appealing force uh, at the starter box level it should be noted um, that if you do take two base upgrades to the one stone upgrades, your box is going to come out to 23 points, basically. Or 20, 22 points. Um, Al's box clocks in at 25 points on the dot with two upgrades. Um, as you can see in the game, not a huge mismatch in terms of actual play. So don't, don't feel bad um, playing this match before you guys get any, any additional stuff into the game. It's totally fine to just play the starters. Uh, they're balanced to be played like this, um, and it's okay that warped or that the uh, the cult of the burning man is a little bit material down. It's really not material in effect. If you're worried about it, just proxy in, or if you've gotten into the Kickstarter, which most people will have that are listening to this, just put the two adjuncts in, and then it's a totally even game. Yeah, it, it didn't. For my end, and playing as the person who's got the point advantage, sometimes it's like, oh yeah, it didn't feel like it was up a point, but it, it really didn't. It felt like it was a really close game the whole time. I mean, it really, it would have. I think it would have been a tie outside of some really fortunate flips for the infiltrators turn five that let me uh, set up uh, Charles for the killing stroke on your commander. So it it it's one of those things where the starter boxes. Uh, might not be perfectly balanced in terms of cost, but the way the models work together in that box, you get a get an advantage. Uh, it's one of those things where, with a single commander game, Charles isn't the best single commander uh, for King's Empire. Like realistically, uh, just because of his lack of mobility, he's you know a two-trick pony. He shoots and he makes other people shoot. Really, <laughs> so you. You know, it's one of those things where when you're playing with that limited pool, the the script isn't the same versus if you're playing three script down when we're both yeah. picking our lists from, you know, every option, it's a it's a different story. Right. But in the in that situation you'd you'd obviously have enough points to, to cover your twenty five. Yeah, you, you have your adjuncts and uh, and all sorts of other fun stuff to add in. Totally. Um Fantastic game, Al. As as usual, this is uh, most people don't know. Al is my regular opponent, which is awesome. So, uh, this was kind of our first post game matchup. Um, 
report. Uh, we want to do a few more of these, obviously, as time goes on. And then once we get uh, the Kickstarters in that, and you can expect some more uh, regular match reports, I do I do believe. Yeah, I'm thinking uh, we've been talking about bringing a camera and actually doing some video reports, too. I think we'll probably wait on that until we have actual models, just because it's not that impressive with our proxies and dice. But it's, uh, it's a fun game. We're enjoying playing it, so... We're going to keep doing that, and I don't mind creating content, so. <laughs> Excellent. So before we leave, what is your favorite thing about the other side? Uh, I would say, huh, favorite thing. There's a lot, because it's a very fun game. I think me, I mean, if people did listen to Mistakes Were Made, they know that my favorite thing in the world are stupid ability names that really set me up thematically so on that note i'd have to say uh the motor scout is probably one of my favorites <laughs> uh but in a more serious note it's uh the just the competitiveness of the game like it's always a chance like in this game i had the advantage early but I never felt like I was going to win the game. There was no point where I was like, I've got until the second to last activation where I knew I was going to win the game. Uh, uh, yeah, second or third to last, but it was definitely down to the end where it was a close game. It could have easily gone to a tie or a victory for you. Well, would, even a tie would have been a victory for you because you were down on, down yeah. on points, but still, uh, that is definitely the, the thing. Uh, it's a very cinematic game too, which you know we'll see more of once we have actual plastic to play with. Uh, but the fact that you can see these fights happening, you know, I can see my King's Empire rifle corps sitting back and having people pop out of portals, and clawing at them, and then popping away, and my guys just you know hungering down, shooting until they either kill everything or they get beat up themselves. So. Yep, a lot to look forward to. Well, excellent. Well, thank you very much, and thank you all for listening. Uh, as always, if you have a tactics token, you can make a coordinated strike.